1: He's listed as a super doctor for the Washington DC, Baltimore, Northern Virginia area. Aches and Gains is a weekly talk show covering all aspects of pain and pain relief. The human impact is real. Older adults, children, and even infants struggle to cope with pain. But there's hope, and there are treatments that can ease pain and suffering. The show offers compelling stories about people who found relief. We share cutting edge treatments from contributing experts, and we offer ways to help people cope with their pain.
0: Welcome to the show. Imagine yourself gliding down an icy canyon while it's lightly snowing, feeling a wet, cold snowball in your hand as you throw it at a snowman, penguin, or igloo, seeing the sky above you, a canyon on either side, and hearing the trickle of a river nearby and snowballs splashing in it. This isn't a game, exactly. It's the feeling of being completely immersed in another world, the world of virtual reality. Now imagine hearing your nurse in the hospital saying, Claire, we've finished scrubbing and cleansing the burn on your arm. It's all over for the day. To your surprise, what had been searing and sometimes excruciating pain was now 40 to 50% less intense. Wow, I mean, that's the power of virtual reality. It distracts our attention away from the real world and places us in a computer-simulated three-dimensional environment. In fact, studies have shown that immersive virtual reality distraction can increase pain tolerance, reduce pain intensity, and lessen the time we spend thinking about pain. On today's show, we'll hear from Luke Moore, a 26-year-old man who sustained a deep burn that involved 80% of his leg below the knee. He'll share firsthand what it's like to use virtual reality distraction to get through the pain of not only washing his open wounds, but then stretching the joints and tissue of his leg in physical therapy. Dr. Sam Shar, an expert in the use of immersive virtual reality distraction, then joins us. He'll talk about which conditions this therapy best treats, the technology behind it, and the exciting future that lies ahead.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, Purdue Pharma, Teva Pharmaceuticals, Millennium Laboratories, My Life Patient Program, and DC2 Healthcare, The Pain Community, and Depomed Incorporated. For live online listening to Aches and Gains, please go to PaulChristomD.com. To access podcasts of the show, please go to PaulChristomD.com. Luke
0: Moore was camping in the forest of Washington State. While asleep, he rolled into a campfire that produced second- and third-degree burns below his knee. He's talking to us from his hospital bed at the Harborview Medical Center, University of Washington, where he's undergoing wound care following his burn. Luke, welcome to Aches and Gains.
2: Thank you, sir. Glad to be here.
0: To begin, tell us what happened to your leg.
2: Four days ago, it was at midnight, I was in a predicament where I had left my sleeping bag at another site, and I was trying to sleep really close to a raging fire, and I rolled into the fire with my left leg, and the flames consumed my sweatpants and shoe, and uh, got some severe third-degree burns all over my leg from above the knee, so lower thigh down.
0: And where did this happen?
2: In Wenatchee uh, National Forest. Washington.
0: Well, uh, Luke, the pain must have been excruciating.
2: Excruciating is a very good word. Uh, let's see. It felt like needles all over my leg, uh, just jabbing in. Hot needles. Hellish. Well,
0: I bet it was hellish. Wh- what does the burn look like?
2: Well, uh, at first, it didn't look as bad as it does now. It, mm-hmm. it just had kind of dirt in it, and I I ran originally to the lake at first, tried to scrub the dirt out, and uh, did a decent job but uh it just didn't look as bad as it, it does now it wasn't as swollen right and it ended up sw- swelling a lot more but it, it was red very red and uh it's a lot of skin peeling
0: at first. Uh, does the burn encompass your entire foot and toes?
2: Um, that's Not not all of the foot. Um, the toes made it out alive. Okay. But, uh, about a quarter of the foot.
0: Well, well, that's still quite a bit. Let me explain, too. Burns can cause one of the most intense types of pain imaginable due to the thermal injury to the part of the skin layer called the dermis. This leads to an inflammatory response that's related to the depth of injury. So, for example, a first-degree burn is sort of like a sunburn, and it's limited to the epidermal skin layer. A second-degree degree burn uh, is a burn that extends into the dermis, and a third degree burn involves complete destruction of the dermis, including sensory nerves and blood vessels. Patients usually report minimal sort of uh, acute pain at that point, but there is some variability. After you went to the lake to scrub your leg out, what happened next?
2: Well, right off the bat, there was a fellow who had been in the army. and I don't know his name, but he was a medic in the army, mm-hmm. and he dressed my wound Pretty well. Cleaned it with a bunch of alcohol and and wrapped it up. And um, that's. Uh, I waited till the next uh, day. Actually, I thought I could tough it out. Mm-hmm. It didn't look. It didn't look that bad to me. I was. I wasn't wanting to go to the hospital. But about the afternoon, I went to the Clay Ellum Urgent Care Center, and they shipped me out by ambulance to the seattle hospital
0: okay so that's the harborview hospital uh university of washington in seattle luke how did you get through the night i mean without anything to control your pain
2: oh it was extreme i uh, screamed and cried out to god uh, a lot yeah. it was bad yeah it reminded me of a time where uh i had my eardrum had popped and i just uh literally laid and rolled on the ground and uh Cried out to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I got through the night. Was through the grace of the Lord. Praise God.
0: When you got to the Harborview Hospital, what did they do for you? I mean, how did they get you out of all that pain?
2: Indeed, they did. They um, gave me a lot of things for pain. the The ambulance um, gave me some morphine, Mm -hmm. and when I got here, they gave me oxycodone. Okay. And uh. The continuous morphine when they wash and dress my wounds every day. And
0: how effective is that? I mean, it, does it really help?
2: They don't stop all the hurt. I guess that's how I could put it. But they are very effective.
0: Well, that's great. You mentioned to me earlier that you're on oxycodone. I think that's 20 milligrams every three hours. And you're on methadone probably every eight or nine hours as a baseline medication to control your pain. Are you on anything else?
2: Uh ibuprofen, and a stool softener. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, even though you have pretty good pain control, I know it's not enough, which is why you were introduced to virtual reality distraction. Now, talk to us about that. What is it like?
2: Pretty cool. It was my first real experience with uh, virtual reality, like those big glasses that you know go, go in front of your eyes, and you're, it's very 3D, and you feel like you're inside of what you're looking at. It's, it's very nice. It's distracting, you're yeah, very distracting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So it's a computer-stimulated three-dimensional environment that really fully immerses you in it and provides uh, visual images and sounds. Yes, sir, it
2: does. It's got a real nice chill of all Paul Simon soundtrack. so yeah, it's very very nice. It's,
0: uh-huh. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it. Let's now talk about the equipment because there are various different pieces of equipment that are used to produce virtual reality. Let's start with the visual component. What is that for you? It's
2: like huge, pretty heavy three D goggles on a swiveling stick that is connected to a computer, and it just lines up right to your eyes. It's really heavy, so it stays solitary once it lines up with your kind of eye sockets. It'll fit nice right there. Okay, and I just I just play it. Uh, Well, I'm in the bathtub and the the doctors will nurse and clean dress uh, my wound while I'm doing this. And it it really takes, takes a lot of the pain away, subliminally, I guess.
0: I'm really glad to hear that. Now is there sort of a motion tracker in the helmet uh that measures your head position and adjusts the visual image uh, that essentially makes you feel as though you can really look around and move through the simulated environment
2: That is an interesting question. I don't think so though. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the mouse. Okay. Right now. But it's it's it, it definitely feels as if you're in, you're in there. It's it's interesting. Have you heard about what what the game is?
0: No, no. Talk to us about it.
2: Okay. Well, it's uh, it's pretty wild. It's like you're in an Arctic place. There's lots of snow and penguins and uh, woolly mammoths and igloos, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of just. It feels like you're floating through. To tell you the truth, it might be designed that you're walking, but you're just throwing snowballs at everybody. And (laughs) Paul Simon is jamming out, and it's and the graphics are very very nice, so that adds to the realism of it. But it's kind of a silly game, to tell you the truth, but it's fun.
0: Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot of fun. And, hey, Luke, so you throw snowballs at objects, and then what happens?
2: <laughs> they kind of explode when you hit them. Mm-hmm. The snowmen turn black, and then you throw it at them again, and they'll disappear, oh. which is interesting. It kind of uh, reminds me of the burn. They get the burn, and then I take it away with a snowball. That's right. I-, I miss a lot of my shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been really uh, getting a with the game more than
0: the pain well but that's the idea isn't it i mean the distraction and you mentioned i think earlier you use a mouse to maneuver inside that environment right
2: yes sir just click the mouse and you move it around uh cool you can go like under like a bridge in a tunnel and find a little secret spots that you didn't know about in the previous time so that's kind of neat i really like it and i've been recommending it to my friends cause they're all in pain too and uh Tell him you know this is it works, don't snowball the penguins, pingles, <laughs> and mammoths. It's pretty fun.
0: It does sound fun, and it's great to hear that it's been so effective. We'll talk more with Luke later about his impressive results with virtual reality distraction for pain relief. Luke, thank you for being here today.
2: Thank you for having me. You're very welcome.
0: Coming up is Dr. Sam Shar, expert in the use of immersive virtual reality distraction. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by Medtronic, a global leader in medical technology, alleviating pain, restoring health, and extending life for millions of people around the world. Visit tamethepain.com to learn about treatment options for chronic pain. Teva a leading global pharmaceutical company committed to increasing access to high-quality healthcare by developing, producing and marketing affordable generic medicines as well as innovative and specialty pharmaceuticals. Millennium Laboratories, a leader in the science of toxicology and pharmacogenetics, is transforming the way healthcare professionals monitor and manage their patients' medication therapy. Through the use of advanced technology supported by research and education, Millennium helps practitioners personalize care for patients. For more information, please visit www. Wmillenniumlabs.com, My Life Patient Program and DC2 Healthcare. Connecting patients to top physicians in the United States, reaching the highest standard of patient care through research patient programs and gains in overall health. For more information, please visit mylifepatientproject.com and dc2healthcare.com. Welcome
0: back. Dr. Sam Schar is a professor in the Department of Anesthesiology, Harborview Medical Center, University of Washington. He's published extensively in the area of immersive virtual reality for pain control. Dr. Schar, welcome to Aches and Gains. Hey, thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate talking to you. Let's begin with the basics of virtual reality. I mean, what is it and what are the concepts behind it? Virtual reality is uh, basically a
3: a system of components whereby a user dons a virtual reality helmet. Mm -hmm. Uh, We sometimes call it a head-mounted display. And the user can be placed into a virtual environment through the process of looking at some three-dimensional uh, virtual images in the head-mounted display okay, and also listening to sounds that are coordinated or synchronized with that display. The third and final component is actually an interactive component where the user can interact with the environment in different ways, uh, all of which are designed to sort of make that user feel like he's immersed inside of the virtual world. Wow, it
0: sounds very elaborate. Is this unique?
3: There are all kinds of virtual environments that are that are uh, out there in the real world from used for uh, purposes from education to uh, fighter pilot <laughs> training to mm-hmm. what we're doing, which is basically trying to distract
0: patients as a way to help them treat their uh, their pain and in fact It's been used for educational and research purposes for over 20 years, but more recently modified for medical settings.
3: That's right, and uh, in fact, that's what happened with us about 13, 14 years ago. Uh, There were a a group of us at the University of Washington Burn Center uh, caring for both adults and children with burn injuries. And you may know, and and some of your listeners may uh, have personal experience with with burn injuries. They can be really painful, Uh, and not just the burn itself, but the treatment of burns can be equally painful, Mm -hmm. Uh, different kinds of procedures like washing the wound or doing physical therapy uh, in an area of the body that involves the burn. right? And so uh, doing something to uh, remotely improve that pain was a real focus of ours from the very beginning. Well, I'm
0: so glad that you've made great strides in reducing this type of pain through virtual reality distraction. Tell us more about the immersive element of this. I mean, in contrast to just going to the dentist and listening to music on headphones.
3: What we're trying to do with, with virtual reality and particularly immersive virtual reality is involve more than one sense. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we tried to involve the, the hearing sense the visual sense, and also the tactile sense when we talk about uh, interacting uh, with the virtual environment uh, by by using a a computer-generated mouse or a keyboard, or sometimes you could even have a a glove that fits on your hand and can be viewed in in, in the uh, virtual world.
0: Wow. Now, Sam, it seems like virtual reality is still relatively in its infancy, and it's only used in select centers around the country.
3: Uh, for the most part, it is, yes. We have eight or ten partners around the U.S. primarily focused on the uh, treatment of burn patients. Mm-hmm. So the technology is used in burn centers. But we also have some uh, partners in, in children's hospitals and a number of other clinical settings that we are working with. There are also a number of other uh, virtual reality uh, groups around the country, San Diego, uh, uh, Georgia Tech University, that are using the technologies uh, for similar uh,
0: purposes. What I especially like about it is that it's given us ways to provide better relief from medical procedures that are painful. Now, Sam, is it used in combination with traditional medicines like opioids and benzodiazepines, or are you able to replace those medications?
3: That's a great question, and I think it really depends on the basically the severity of the pain that one is trying to treat. Right, a Distraction of any kind is probably reasonable for treating fairly mild pain, mm-hmm. if that's all the more that you're trying to treat. Uh, and in that case, uh, distraction techniques like the listening to music at the dentist's office we were talking about previously, or even some kinds of immersive virtual reality, might be sufficient in and of themselves. But when there's more severe pain, really if we're talking about using... The therapies in combination, so using pharmacologic therapies like narcotics or opiates, and at the very same time combining them with other forms of non-pharmacologic analgesia, in this case, virtual reality.
0: Right. Now, I know that initial studies were performed in adolescent burn injured patients, and since then, you and others have performed studies in kids uh, as young as six years of age, as well as patients, you know, up in their up into their seventies and eighties, with, with good results. That's correct. And in fact, you authored a study that found that virtual reality was effective in, in reducing pain among pediatric patients who had to have a lot of stretching and painful range of motion exercises done in their burned limbs. What was remarkable is that the kids in your study reported substantial relief from virtual reality. Were those kids able to use virtual reality over and over again with the same degree of pain relief? What
3: we found was if you just asked them their pain scores, uh, their pain scores would uh, be reduced somewhere between 20 and 40% when you added virtual reality on to their background pain medication. Wow. Interestingly, when you looked at these uh, same patients and had them use the VR on multiple occasions, two, three, four, five 5 times, the uh, magnitude of that pain reduction uh, was unchanged, mm-hmm. which was really reassuring to us and, and sort of suggested that, you know, this really isn't just a novelty effect, that there really is something potentially biologic that's going on and, and allows this technique to be useful time
0: after time. Absolutely, and I think that 20 to 40 percent relief is really quite amazing. If you wondered about the equipment, that is, what do patients wear, how do they track, And what do they listen to? We'll find out after the break. I'm Dr. Paul Christo, and you're listening to Aches and Gains.
1: Aches and Gains is supported by the Pain Community, a web-based nonprofit created by people living with pain. Check out paincommunity.org. For information, references, advocacy tools, and a premium section to securely interact with other members in forums and chat rooms. DepoMed Incorporated, a specialty pharmaceutical company focused on developing and commercializing products to treat pain and other central nervous system conditions. Purdue Pharma, making a positive impact on healthcare and on lives, reminding everyone to safeguard medications in their home. For cutting edge treatments and resources, Follow Dr. Paul Christo on Twitter or like Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo on Facebook. Welcome back.
0: We're here with Dr. Sam Shar, expert in the area of using immersive virtual reality for pain control. Uh, Sam, talk to us now about the equipment that's used for this technique.
3: The head-mounted display is probably the, the most crucial piece of equipment. What we found with burn patients, and particularly with children, was that that helmet was somewhat cumbersome and, and heavy, and some patients who had burns on their, their head or their face couldn't use that kind of a device. Right. We've taken those screens out of the helmet, and we actually now mount them on a movable arm that we can place right in front of the user's head, uh, along with a little bit of a shielding around the rest of their eyes, so that they can look into the device without having to actually wear a helmet. For patients who are having a painful procedure done, say they've got a burn wound on their arm and the nurse is going to be scrubbing that with some soap and water and maybe a brush or something like that, mm-hmm. it could be pretty frightening to be watching that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just by having uh, this head-mounted display or even the screens themselves sitting in front of your eyes, which prevents the user from seeing the the actual painful event taking place on them, That reduces their anxiety, and that by itself can reduce their pain experience significantly. That's
0: great. I mean, I can see that too. And I want to note that the headgear provides a three-dimensional high-resolution visual image that gives patients a sense of space as well as depth. Now, Sam, how do patients feel as though they can actually look around and move through a simulated environment?
3: If the user is going to feel immersed in the virtual world, the user has to be able to navigate uh, within the virtual world. And there's a couple ways you can do that. One is many virtual uh, reality head-mounted displays come with tracking devices inside of the helmet. So when a user is wearing the helmet and they turn their head to the left, for example, the view of the virtual world immediately adjusts so that the user is now looking to the left within the virtual world. Uh Um, But there are other ways that you can uh, navigate within the virtual world. And one of the ways we do it uh, without the use of this um, helmet-type display is to let the user navigate in the virtual world with a mouse, a computer-driven mouse. So there are lots of... You can also use other tactile devices to uh, allow the user to navigate within the virtual world.
0: Well, you know, it really does produce another world for patients. Now let's talk about sound, because patients wear noise-canceling headphones that produce sounds of the virtual environment, but it also produces some type of music, doesn't it?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, in the the current version that we're using, we actually have uh, a series of Paul Simon songs uh, playing in the background. And you might ask, why Paul Simon songs? (laughs) Right. We were fortunate to have Mr. Simon uh, come by our laboratory about five, six years ago Mm -hmm. and uh, took a look at the, the system, tried out Snow World, and it wasn't um, including at that time any particular sound other than a little bit of uh, coordinated sound of snowfall in the background. Okay. And he said, you know, would you like to uh, use some of my songs? And we said, sure, if we, <laughs> we'd love to. Are you <laughs> kidding me? So uh, we, he's given us permission to use a series of his songs in uh, in our current software, which uh, I think if you're a Paul Simon fan, it uh, can, be, can be a real plus. Right. So one of the, the future goals for us is to be able to have, I guess, a library of uh, sounds and also a library of virtual worlds that individual patients could choose from depending on what their individual preferences are.
0: I think that's great because I have patients, for example, who'd love to hear classical music or jazz. That in and of itself would probably make them feel even more immersed in a virtual environment. And beyond the sense of sound, if they could feel and smell in the virtual environment, that would even be more distracting. Please join us next time when we continue our discussion with Luke Moore and Dr. Sam Shar, and delve much more into the astounding effects of immersive virtual reality. Dr. Sam Shar, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Aches and Gains. Thanks very much, Paul. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this radio program are solely the views of Dr. Paul Christo and do not necessarily express the views of this radio station and Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, nor an endorsement by any or all of them of any of its content. This show provides medical information, not advice. Please consult your personal physician before engaging in any course of treatment or use of any of the techniques or products discussed on this show. Discussion of particular uses of products on this show have not been approved by any of the manufacturers of such products. To to access podcasts of the show, please go to PaulChristomD.com. That's PaulChristomD.com. Aches and Gains is produced by Tom Blair and Ty Ford. Elsa Langford is the technical consultant and engineer. Dr. Paul Christo is the executive producer. Thanks for listening. This is Aches and Gains with Dr. Paul Christo.